Hi, I'm Sam himself, and you're on Sticky Jazz. The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet. This episode is dedicated to the memory of a good friend of mine who I've known for 35 years since I was a young teenager, uh, John Christensen, who tragically passed away this week very unexpectedly at the age of 53. Um, he was the guy who actually talked me into getting a camera and getting back into shooting shows again. And uh, so that's part of why I'm here with Sticky Jazz. Uh, John was a loved guy, and uh, we called him the Ginger because he had weapons-grade ginger hair, and uh, we will all miss him. So, John... Rest in peace. We love you in the great beyonds. All right, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hinks, and the man of a million musical opinions, all of which happen to be correct. This week, I have Nick Wolf from the German Dream Pop Act called um, Nick and June. And uh, there's Nick, and there's Susanna, Susie, who... Uh, I refer to her as the new Nico. They are a uh, a dream pop band that sound a lot like uh, what we've been getting out of France and and England a lot lately. And these cases play right into it, kind of the Camera Obscura and Bell and Sebastian. So uh, give them a listen to. Here we are. I'm going to start this one off with anything but time. Let's all sit back and do the sticky jazz. Yeah. 
And hello, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks. And uh, this week, today, I have Nick Wolf from the German Dream Pop outfit duo called uh, Nick and June. And uh, they are celebrating, well, they just, they're releasing a new EP in two days. Uh, it'll be out by the time you guys hear this. And uh, we'll be talking about that, but uh, they've got what about 12 years of experience in there as well. So, Nick, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me and for having us. That's amazing. Thank you. So, I uh, let's see. So, the new EP it's called um, uh, Beach Baby, right? Or uh, Beach Baby Baby, uh, two, right? two, exactly. Two babies, yeah, it's Beach Baby Baby, yeah. Okay, and that's coming out on May 12th of this year. Uh, I got to listen to that. Uh, went back through a lot of your catalog, your back catalog, and I really had a great time just sifting through that. And uh, I will have to say, uh, as far as... Uh, I, I would describe you guys as, like I said, they're Bell and, Seba Bell and Sebastian. Definitely, there's a lot of that there. Uh with a less dreary version of the tinder sticks and some camera obscura in there as well and okay that's good yeah you can you can take that the tinder sticks there right which uh absolutely uh, yeah sure <laughs> and I, uh, I, I you guys are a far cry from most like fury in the slaughterhouse right you know all, like nothing <laughs> like those guys but you know absolutely not no <laughs> so i love fury you know, I, I love i love so many of the great german bands out there as well but i was like wow this is a totally new uh new vibe i've gotten I've, I've never heard anything like this out of germany so uh a lot out of france the, the, the french put out a lot of music like this but uh i haven't had much come out of germany from here so um but let's see so you're down in nuremberg right yeah, we're actually from Nuremberg, or we're based, or we're still based in Nuremberg, or we met in Nuremberg too. But uh, in the meantime, I'm here in Berlin now. Okay. Um, but Susie still lives in Nuremberg or nearby Nuremberg, exactly. Okay. So, all right, I I know Berlin pretty well. Um, I. Uh, oh, really? But yes, I, I I used to live in Germany. I spent several years there. So oh, for real. Yes, I, I used to live in Hamburg. I lived in Hamburg for two years, Hannover and Dresden. Okay, yeah. And Dresden. Ah, and okay. so, yeah, great. Yeah, so ich bin sehr oft in Berlin gewesen, aber die, die, die meiste Zeit war ich da in der Nord, Norddeutschland in der Nähe von Hamburg, Bremen und Hannover. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, your German is, is amazing. Wow, we can also do this in German. I don't know if that makes sense, of course, but <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so no, you're like probably the fourth German band I've interviewed that, uh, but yeah, like you always get surprised when I, <laughs> when I speak German to you. So, um, I so ich bin Hauptfranzöser und uh, aber in Deutsch ist mein was wie meine dritte Sprache ungefähr okay, so right. ich kann uh, aber Deutsch Französisch Holländisch die alle kann ich kein Problem so well, okay that's amazing that's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well I, most Americans expect you guys to speak English and for the sake of this interview we probably should but I, I, I absolutely yeah sure <laughs> yeah but also most Germans go wait you can you really 
you really do speak German. So um, more than just saying Guten Tag and wie viel kostet dieser Kartoffelsalat, right? Which that's about <laughs> the limit of what most Americans can do. Absolutely. So um, the new the, the the new EP it's it's really uh, it's taken a lot more of the dreamy direction there and uh, like the song anything but time right uh that one felt like a really happy version of twin peaks if if i could say that right because i i totally know you're a twin peaks fan i just was watching the videos and was like oh twin peaks fan got it um (laughs) but the visuals in there were fantastic and you had that really vintage feel like the 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 visuals were great and it was that timeless like we caught this like late 1950s early 1960s with the 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 dress and the motif and everything uh and the tarot cards on the table um what was that about yeah i mean it was did do you come up with these artistic ideas for your videos as well or and and what was cuz what how did that link in with the song and the lyrics and and, and the point of that song uh mm, yeah go ahead yeah 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 we came we came also up with the idea of the video um you know we we wrote a song or, or Susie started to 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 write a song and um you know this is it, it, it's a song about time of course it's a time it's a song about the past of a bit of bit of nostalgia and stuff like this you know it describes a tiny bit of a, of, a, of a story you know a person you know is just spending a day you know walking around with some visions with some pictures you know looking around and sees some you know some 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 strange or bizarre situations around the person and um yeah that we have this 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 this, this idea then how can we capture this you know in a in like a in like a movie setting and like for a for a music video and then we found also here in Berlin, you know, like like this old hotel, you know, it's it's an old, I guess, from the 19th century. It's a hotel here in Berlin. And it was actually formerly, um, I forgot about the name, but it was the home, you know, it was the apartment of a former um, silent movie star here in, in Germany. Oh, okay. um, and she was really huge in the 20s or 30s, you know. And, you know, the hotel has still, you know, this whole aesthetic, and, you know, then when we immediately thought, oh, that would be a great setting, you know, for a music video. And then, yeah, we, we, we came up with the, with, with the idea and with the actors and, you know, a good friend of ours um, shot the video, you know. And, um, yeah, that was, that was the story behind it. Okay, because there's the line, how come I'm still here? I've got my chance. You know, it's, it's just that those were... That one really stood out, and and again, I'll talk to you about the, the how you put your lyrics together in a minute. But could you talk yeah. about that one real quick? Um, yeah. Well, the, the the lyrics of the song Susie wrote, and we actually don't do much about talking about the lyrics or the interpretations of the lyrics because we really love you know like 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 play with with with, with the sentences, play with the pictures we draw. And uh, people, you know, should should interpret, you know, their 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 own versions of of the sentences we write. But it's great that you you know that you that you like the line and it's oh like, yeah, it's like I, standing out a bit. <laughs> yeah, how come I'm still here? I've got my chance. Um, 
because some of it sounds almost uh, some of the lyrics are almost like uh, you know the Cocteau twins, obviously. You of course, yeah, sure, sure. How you would just kind of take some of the words, and they they sound really neat together. Okay, that is amazing. That's, but that sounds good. <laughs> but okay, so what are they saying, right? Like uh, bonjour tristesse. Okay, um, hello sadness, right? Um, Exactly. Do you, yeah. Do you speak French at all or just? Well, I learned French in school a tiny bit, but to be honest, um, not that much anymore. Maybe no. I had maybe two okay. years or three years <laughs> in school, but I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not really good in this. And um, yeah, but it's also a book. Do you know the book? Bonjour and Tristesse? I don't actually, no. I, it was a, it was a, I don't know, but I, I guess a quite popular book. I was, I guess, it was written in the fifties or in the sixties, and yeah, the, the the whole song or also the story of this song, you know, is a tiny bit also inspired by this book. You know, it's a it's a book I really love, you know, and I, um, I I actually read every 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 summer, you know, and I have really good like like youth memories of this um of this book. And, I'm gonna have um, to go and read it. Yeah. Who's it by? Bonjour Tristesse. Who's it by? Um, I can't tell you the author right now. I guess I have okay, to. Okay, I'll, I'll have to just look it up because, um, let's see. There was the the line in there. She was about fifteen years, but maybe she was obsessed to age, right? But now you're telling me there's a big story behind that in this book. So you can at least tell me kind of the story of the book because it's it's not <laughs> we're, we're we're not taking apart your words, maybe per se, but. Uh, Great, great. Yeah, but but actually, the story of our song doesn't have that much in common. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. No, 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 that much. It's just you know the whole atmosphere of the whole book and um, um, or it's just it was just kind of a starting point, you know. So the story of our song is, of course, a totally different one, you know. Okay. So, um, all right. No, no, you're gonna maybe go and and look that one up. So, I. I mean, me, I'm a Francophile, right? And I, I read, I, I read Jean-Paul Sartre, okay? You know, and Voltaire. And, of course. You know, so reading all that French stuff was, uh, I, I was a philosophy major at university. So I spent a lot of time just reading all the really heavy, how do you take the science of thought apart, you know? So uh, it sounds like it'd be a little bit more lighter reading than, say, Voltaire or Rousseau. Um <laughs> So let's see, Hugh Grant and his consequence. I now that just made me laugh, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Okay. We know the story of Hugh Grant and how he got busted with and all of that, right? Um, Absolutely, yeah, sure. But when he was on the, the uh, there's a chat show here in America, happened probably before okay. you were born. But okay. But uh, the, the guy hosting the chat show actually said to him after getting caught with the prostitute in his car and everything. And he just yells at him right there on the TV. Like, what the hell were you thinking? Right. This Italian guy yells this at him. And it was okay. such a, and the look on Hugh Grant's face was just priceless in that. And that was what I, that was that just reading the title of that song took me to that moment. And I was like, oh my gosh, where he just was getting called out. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you thinking, right? And and how everyone's just laughing at him at that. And amazing. Um, so that's what I thought about. 
from that. But then I, I, I read the, the little notes about actually how you just wrote this into that had nothing to do that moment or that whatever had nothing to do with actually what the song was about, yeah. but it's a coming of age piece. It's, it's just about the coming of age piece and you're realizing, Oh man, maybe it isn't so great coming of age or maybe what I thought life was going to be kind of crashed. You know, um, that was what you, yeah, what, what it says that there is this melancholy that returns after all, you know, we, we had this, what did I expect out of life growing up as a, when I was a kid and coming of age and then what actually happened yeah. and got there? I'm going to say this, because that moment that the, the Hugh Grant got yelled at, that was what back <laughs> in, uh, I think what, 95, maybe. Um, I was in a very coming of age moment at that time when that happened. So I can relate to that moment. And then what you're talking about, or I was like, Okay, I get that. How much of my life is what I thought it was going to be or whatever. But then I look back and I, I'm listening to this song and going, I actually get what he what he meant in that is that, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm happier than I thought I would be, but not with the things that I thought I would be as happy with. But yeah, yeah, it 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 really made me rethink my coming of age experience it only because i i mean i'm i'm turning 50 this year and so it's like going and i'm like dissecting this and go okay what does he mean look at these stories look at where it all comes together like this right and so maybe i'm just off writing my own epic novel from the title of this song and what i think it's about with your linear notes there but this is really good it was really a fun thing to to it was a good mental exercise now that i've told you what the song means to me talk about that (laughs) But that is really great. But that actually is exactly what music or, or art in general should do, you know, you know, that that it inspires you to think or to rethink or whatever. That is really good. And yeah, of course, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we have, of course, a totally different um, perspective on Hugh Grant. You know, I know lots of his movies, I guess, but, you know, just in retrospective, you know, all these old classical movies, whatever. And he plays more or less every time the same role. The same role, yes, yes. Exactly. Hugh Grant, you know, this is this Hugh Grant thing, you know, this Hugh Grant trope, you know. And I really find it also always really funny you know this guy you know he's playing over and over and i'm pretty sure i have absolutely no idea hugh grant might be a nice guy but i'm pretty sure he's totally different than all these roles he's super popular and famous because of you know and you know that was the that was the tiny hint you know of the hugh grant trope but um it was also of course you know the 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 coming of age moments in there i mean uh, in the last whatever one or two years, you know, we we watched a lot of you know movies like coming of age movies, and also listen to music or, or read books about you know, and um, a lot of a lot of these stuff, a lot of these pieces have have different mind settings, different approaches, you know, how or what it means to become an adult, what it means to 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 define themselves also what are we in this world what is humanity and so on and yeah then we exactly we try or or the the person in the song you know writes writes kind of a letter you know to a former version of herself or, or himself and asking exactly these questions you know what am i doing or what have i done is everything like i've expected or or not you know and also you know 
we try to paint these kind of pictures or sometimes maybe misleading pictures and whatever and but when the song and the whole lyrics um yeah are doing this what i did with you you know then it's, yeah. it's amazing then it's well, are you aware of the incident that happened with hugh grant though that, that I'm you mean about. the was it was it a no i actually uh, okay so he he was just breaking into the the, the film industry in america Right. Okay, okay. In 1994, 1995, he was just doing really well, like just really making it happen. And he got arrested driving drunk with a prostitute in the backseat of <laughs> okay. a convertible. Right. And he was dating Elizabeth Hurley, the, the actress. Yeah, yeah, and that. everyone's like, you had Elizabeth Hurley and you're out with a prostitute. Like, what the hell were you thinking? Right. And that was like. That was like the big blow up moment for Hugh Grant that here in America that everyone knows about, right? It was, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, no, no, I've never heard, I've, I've never heard this story, but it's 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 amazing. <laughs> I love yeah. this story. <laughs> Actually, I I was okay. So when I I heard about that, I was um all right. But long story. Okay. I I, I served my LDS mission in Germany. Die Mormonen, yeah. The Dean Kent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so sure. that's that, that's how in Hamburg. This this all breaks down for two years. Okay, so ah, okay. I'm coming home, and I'm I'm <laughs> trying to catch up on what's happened in the world for two years because I didn't read the news, I didn't watch TV, nothing. Right, couldn't even listen to music for two years, and so I'm I'm reading uh, the People magazine, and it's January of mm -hmm. 1996. I'm reading it on the flight <laughs> home. And they were talking about that moment where yeah, one of the okay. funniest things said in 1995 on American television was that. And so I was, I got home and then everyone was like, oh, that was so like, so that became, that was like a big scandal thing, you know, paparazzi were all over him and, you know, so, so that's, that's Hugh Grant and the consequence, which makes the, the whole point of where this song went a lot more poignant and comedic at the same time was like, where were we you know so, perfect absolutely <laughs> oh it was great so um let's see i i was reading just the, the the notes about you guys right and and then one name stood out above everybody else and it's because uh and, and when i saw that name i was like okay i get it i get where you guys are i get how you're when i saw sofia coppola as somebody mm, okay. who you spent a lot of time in her work, right? Um, totally, yeah, absolutely. Lost in Translation is one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, I, I remember watching that movie and just thinking, like, I was crying. It was so beautiful at the end of it. It was just this very powerful piece about so many different ideas of life and friendship and your midlife crisis your quarter life crisis you know all of that but it was how she tells her story and i was like oh man this is so great there and i read that and then i'm and then i'm watching your videos and listening to them going oh geez these guys are brilliant okay <laughs> thank you but the, so <laughs> you, you. You, french new wave and sophia coppola give me a little bit about that man because you know, like I what that what I saw, like Lost in Translation is one of those movies that they need to make more movies like that. Totally. 
totally yeah um yeah that's that's interesting that you that you that you say this and uh, um sofia coppola totally right I, I i love her whole catalog you know and especially of course also you talked about lost in translation is a great example for work i guess you know because and exactly like this you know he she tells a lot of stories you know she tells a lot of important things about about yeah about life and about humanity and so on but it's just one tiny moment of 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 their lives you know we we see these two people you know these two maybe actually not that important people you know just normal people random people you know and they spending the, this moment together you know this tiny tiny moment and um but she tells you know this the, the story and it tells us so much about it you know and this is this is kind of we, we we tried or that was kind of a of a starting point for us when we when we wrote the lyrics for this ep you know i guess the former records or the former songs were, were totally different you know and the ideas behind were totally different but on this you know on this ep you know we we had this kind of idea we want to tell these these tiny stories you know these tiny mysterious bizarre or maybe even unimportant stories you know but that should tell us a lot you know and this is also what i absolutely love about her work for example totally yeah in lost in translation you had two people that would never have been friends in any other situation right totally. absolutely absolutely totally. and they shared some of the most wonderful moments of their lives with each other and every everything about it was completely unimportant. Like you said, there were no important pieces to the story in, in these people's yeah. lives. They were just there. He's having his midlife crisis. She's having her quarter life crisis. You know, she goes out there to this Buddhist temple and she's doing her philosophy and she didn't feel what she thought she was going to feel. And there totally. he is. He's going, I'm just here making several million dollars because I know I'm at the midlife and, you know, this is like like what's happening with me and what am i supposed to be doing here but then they found that moment in each other and and it was oh it was just so beautiful like yeah what was the story at all just two people that met and and walked exactly. around japan for a couple of days you exactly know? Yeah. 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 yeah and and i walked out of there just like oh you know the other movie that probably uh, did you ever see eternal sunshine of a spotless mind yeah sure it's the let me think jim carrey and it... kate winslet yeah oh yeah of course of course of course of course yeah of course yeah, yeah sure. that was the other movie at that time in my life and i was like that is life that is perfect that is what we should you know those so those yeah, two it's... movies hit me at at a very specific point in my life that was just amazing i, I actually yeah so i i could feel now that you you explain that that you were sitting in lost in translation and that was where you wanted to start telling your stories from for this uh, new record. That really stands out. That's really cool. Um, just, uh, just because I'm like, oh, love it, man. That was such a powerful piece. Um, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, such a fun little song. That is just a. And so, oh, thank did, you. Did, did you write that or did Susie write that? The both of us okay. it was just I, I guess the first song uh, we've written for um the the ep and yeah we we came up with the with the idea behind 
And then it was like, and we did, it was like, of course, in the middle of Corona and the, the pandemic situation, um, we both were at home. We, we didn't see each other at this time. And we started like this little game, you know, like um, the one starts with a story and the other continues, you know, and so on. And then we had, of course, you know, this, this, this kind of a starting point is actually has a, um, it's, it's, it has a, a relationship to the bonjour and tristesse thing, you know, um, it's about, um, you know, I, I found an old newspaper, I guess, whatever, an, an, an old story in a newspaper. It was really funny. I, I love the whole story behind it. It was about a beauty queen, you know, also, I guess, in the United States. And the beauty queen killed her rich old husband, you know, and represented herself in court. And she was apparently brilliant and she was uh, a quiet. You know, and I, I really love this. It's just a tiny story. Nobody knows the story. It doesn't matter, you know, but it's just it's just a tiny, funny story. And we thought about this, you know, that was, you know, 100 years ago. But and we have so many stories, you know, so many sto stories out there with this manic pixie dream girl trope, you know, you know, and that was the that was the starting point of the song and then yeah we wrote the story together you know it's, it's just great to like it and this is a, a, a tiny bizarre funny story actually about maybe about a woman who kills maybe her husband i don't know oh because okay you see like i i love some of the lines let's see uh come the day come the night where the days are to be forgotten right that's a very I feel like, okay, we're living a very reckless, fun, young life, right? But then totally. I but then the line, this is the killer. This is the this is the best line, man, where you said, I'd rather be a fallen leaf than to brag as a blossom tree in your garden. I'm like, oh, that is so like, you know, <laughs> that is such a fuck you, you know. That was oh, that is the best line. I mean. That, you know who Tom Waits is? Do you know who Tom Waits is? Of course. And yeah, of course, we know Tom uh, Waits. Yeah, okay. Sure. One, one, one of the best lines about Tom Waits was when he was like, Man, you are more the briar than you were the rose, right? When he said about, <laughs> and that was kind of the, that was the exact same thing. I'd rather be a fallen leaf than to brag as a blossom tree in your garden, right? Brilliant. That, that is. That's the Thank best you. fuck you line, man. Like, where did this come from? Like, but now you tell me it's the story of of this beauty queen who went and killed, murdered her husband. And I mean, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, so it, so like, anything else you want to say about that? Let's see. She says words of a sad song. Uh, tell me when was the last time? Uh, like that song also gave me like if you took a Tinder stick song. And and put okay. it in a major key and took all the dreariness out. That mm -hmm. was what that would have felt like right there. I was like, man, this is like if the Tinder sticks had a good day and we're happy. It would be <laughs> like this, man. Amazing. That is cool. Thanks. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, anything yeah, else they... about that song? Go for it. Um. Yeah. I. I. I mean, we we have a story. Um, and then at this time, again, it was a pandemic. We couldn't really record. So we record everything just with our iPhones, you know, and, and send the, the, the stems and the tracks to each other, you know, and also to, to, to have this kind of the sound, you know, of this kind of this sweet, but a bit of tiny, bittersweet um, sound, aesthetic, you know, we, we, we used a lot of, you know, like, like, Tiny instruments like the glockenspiel or, or yeah, the, I saw that. I saw, or, yeah. 
exactly or 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 toy pianos and what uh, and so on and yeah we try create try to, to create you know also this musically in yeah exactly what 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 you what you what you talked about you know yeah so uh how is it for you to write your songs in english and to get in the mindset to do that i was um when i lived in hanover there was this punk rock gothic chick who sang she, she, her name was natalia de seca and she sang punk reggae right and okay. she was always having me help her translate to make ah, sure okay. that what she was like but because she was trying to get into this mindset of saying okay I need to know, am I saying this right if I want to say this in English and still write it as, as song lyrics in that? And it was, yeah. that was like, I was, oh man, I never thought of it that way, right? But because I had listened to plenty of other German musicians who sang like, like Fury in the Slaughterhouse, Time to Wonder, you know, what a beautiful yeah. song. I mean, you know that song, right? Like, I would, it's. I, I, I know the band, of course, Fury in the Slaughterhouse, but to be honest, I, I'm pretty sure when I, when I, when I, when I, when I hear the song, maybe I, would recognize it <laughs> it's great it was when i lived there i was back in 94 95 it was playing on the radio all the time yeah so um yeah but uh you're in the slaughterhouse is you're in the slaughterhouse from hanover actually? yeah yeah they, or... they're coming out of hanover yeah ah they they are from oh yeah okay yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah, okay. and the scorpions <laughs> man like the scorpions yeah they're also from hanover so also from hanover oh yeah of course scorpions yeah but i also to be honest i guess i know one song or two songs by the scorpions i mean wind of change and the other hit i mean what, rock what you it? like a hurricane <laughs> yeah exactly exactly this one yeah no. <laughs> but I, i'm pretty sure i've never listened to a record by the scorpions oh well, yeah <laughs> so but um <laughs> It was, uh, anyway, what was I saying? So, yeah, how, how is it to get into um, the mindset? Because for, for Natalia to write her songs in English, it was very process intensive for her to do that. Uh, but she was also singing reggae with reggae themes, you know, the types of things that you would hear in reggae yeah. about the environment, sure. about the, you know, whatever. And, and they're very politically charged and all of that. But she was still trying to sound like she was writing it from a Rastafarian reggae point of view, but uh, in, in using English to do that. How was how it? How is your songwriting? Because you're, I mean, obviously you're fluent in English, but to, to turn around, like if I was, oh, I can't write a song anyway. But so if I was turn around and write one in German, it, I'd totally. Would it out, but. <laughs> maybe maybe you should try it. Maybe you should try it. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I guess it actually came totally naturally. Um, we both, Susie Lou and also me, you know, we grew up with English music. I guess that was, was the most important thing here. Um, you know, I grew up with all these classics, you know, from my parents, like the Beatles or, or, or Beach Boys, you know, and I had these really nice childhood memories, you know, laying down, listening to records, you know, and watching at the Such and Peppers artwork, you know, and wondering what these, these people are on this piece here. And um, I did the same thing I, in 1983-84, man. So I totally get what you're saying. Totally, absolutely. And and I, that was, I guess, I was five or six years old. You know, of course, I had no idea about music, about lyrics, about the language. Absolutely not. But it it it's always felt like it always feels soft to me. It always feels beautiful to me. You know, and I so I always grew up 
Exactly. Yeah. And I guess at this time I was five or six years old, you know, and I listened to this kind of music to English lyrics. Of course, obviously, I, you know, didn't understand anything of it, you know, not the music itself, not the lyrics, not the language, but it immediately it feels it's soft and warm to me and just beautiful, you know. Um, that was definitely the moment when I uh, fell in love with music, you know. And um, also when I was whatever, 12 or, or 10 years old and I started to, to discover own music, my first own music, whatever, it was always like English music, music from the United States, from, from UK, or um, at least uh, music uh, with English languages. So yeah, I've never... Well, no, that is that is actually not true. I also wrote some lyrics in, in, in German, you know, I guess when I when I was a teenager or like poems or stuff like that, you know, <laughs> when you're a teenager, you're doing this. But also like music, I always wrote music and, and songs in English, you know, and it feels like naturally. Of course, you know, it's 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 maybe sometimes a bit difficult as a not native speaker course you know but i guess in, in a lot of moments you know it's about the idea and it doesn't matter in which language the idea is here and we want to talk about this you want to tell this you want to have this idea you know wanna talk about this idea and i guess there are some moments maybe we struggle a bit you know with the with the right words you know and the right the right sound of the words or the aesthetic or whatever but um in general it feels naturally absolutely yeah okay because I've, I mean, I've spent, I, I've, I've always tried to think like when I hear something written by a French or a German or a Dutch musician, you know, or, you know, and I go, okay, if I can speak that language, how would I have thought of that in that language first? And then try and deliver it in English, just because that's how I I spend all this time, you know. Because obviously I spend a lot of time in languages. Yeah. So, yeah. um, did you find it difficult when you were learning English, and then going back and learning what these songs were about and what the words meant? How, what was that like when you were <laughs> like 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 listening to the Beatles or whatever? You're like, wait, that's what that's about? Yeah, absolutely. Like the Beatles or maybe not a, a bit more uh, crazy or curious uh, Velvet Underground. You know, I mean, I, I loved the Velvet Underground when I was six or whatever. And when I understood the lyrics, what they were talking about, it was definitely this moment of, okay, okay, cool, nice. So, uh, <laughs> right, yeah, because it feels like I want to stick a needle in my, yeah, like all the, the... yeah, so... so, so yeah, yeah I, I definitely, definitely, I had exactly these kind of experiences and moments where I, where I know songs for such a long time, you know, and at one point I, I understood then the, the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you're a Velvets fan then. And totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cause like for me, like Lou Reed is the God of rock and roll and I will save that until the day I die. I, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I, I I love the Velvet Underground and and uh, Susie Lou even more. So oh really? Yeah. Well, because yeah, I was totally. gonna say she is a like I in watching the videos and then listening to her sing, she she sounds like to me she struck me as the new Nico, and I told you that it's she's like to me Nico. 
I was very impressed with her. And wow, that, that was great. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when she hears that, she will love it, definitely. Yeah, so. So, I mean, I, uh, well, do you know the band Ministry? Do you know who they are? Ministry, the, the, the industrial mm-hmm. metal band? Anyway. Um, I don't think so. So Chris Connolly from Ministry, he's been on my show twice. And we, we're both big Lou and Velvet's fan. We're like big Velvet Underground fans and Lou okay. Reed. And he actually did a record that was just an entire tribute to Nico singing Nico songs. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. And it's amazing. You, you, you know, I'll, I'll send the link over to your publicist because this is so good. Right. Okay. Amazing. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, but have you seen The Himmel über Berlin? Uh, well, is it this biopic about Nico? No, 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 no. That, that's no, it's, or it's, it's, uh, the Vim Vendors films. Do you know who Vim Vendors is, right? The German filmmaker? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of he course. did. Um, uh, Far away, so close, and the him and Berlin. So, uh, he had Lou in the second one, Far Away, So Close, playing a show in in Berlin. Man, he's just up there, like Lou singing, Why can't I be good? And it was just oh, like Lou and his love of Germany and Berlin was amazing. Everyone knew that, and and Nico also, Christina Pfaff, and she, you know, German as well, yeah. but um. Yeah, like the Velvets have some sort of sacred respect in Germany that they didn't have, that they still don't have in other places. Like the Velvets are holy over there in, in Germany. I know that. And yeah. that was so but you know, is this cool to know that you're you're big, you know, that you're a Velvets fan like that. Um yeah, but listening to that stuff geez learning what that's about like even as somebody who understands english then you listen to the velvets and then i've been listening to like you know some of their stuff i knew pretty well other but then when i like oh wait that's what those songs are about like oh wow whoa lou really was covering some crazy mcground at that time you know it was totally yeah um lou man there was only one so um the song Rain in June, right? Oh, by the okay. way, you're a left-handed yeah. guitarist and you never cut your strings, do you? In every video, your your strings are wild out there. I'm like, you never cut some I strings. I guess you it? Yeah, you I guess you might be right with both of it. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm watching those. I'm like, he, he never yeah. cuts the strings. Every video you're there sure. with strings, just all that wild, like, all right, you know. Um yeah, that is true. That line, that rain in June was like a less moody version of i don't know if you know the song nine million rainy days by the jesus and mary chain um, i'm pretty sure i know this is, yeah 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 it was like a, a non-moody version of that you can take the dark heavy shoegazing stuff and just make it really fun that's like like th- that's the best way to describe how you guys do this uh the line the sun squints over the blue hills new day writes a new chapter can you say there's rain in June? Once it falls, leave us out of the rain through uh out in the rain through empty phrases. I mean, just it's well done. I just I talk about rain in June or how that one happened, I guess. Because it maybe not necessarily what it means, but how it happened, because that one just really was several ideas all coming together as well. I'd like to know what those were. Maybe not what the words mean, but 
Yeah, um, it's it's funny because it's a really old song, you know, um, by Nick and June. It's it's great, but we still play the song live. So you know, we still play this in this uh, totally stripped down version, just one acoustic guitar and a harp and and two two voices, and that was um, definitely one of the. The, the the earliest songs or the one of the first songs I've ever written. Absolutely. Okay, because actually there I could tell your your accent in there was a lot stronger German than it it got better. You started sounding. Ah oh, yeah yeah that might be yeah. true yeah of course. yeah yeah I, I was I was like okay that one you had more of a German accent in it than you know because you've lost a lot of that as your music goes on it's it's it sounds more English and American in your in your words but uh, that was one of your first one cool um yeah it was definitely one of the first songs i've ever written and yeah it was a song i i can't really remember when i wrote it but i can remember the the whole scenery you know i i guess i just whatever moved out you know from from my parents you know when i was 17 or 18 or um had my own apartment you know a really tiny one and what i've done in this time i i, I sat on on my bed you know, and playing guitar, learning guitar and trying to write songs, you know. And that was definitely one of the first songs I've ever written, you know. And it, it worked because you're still singing it live. So that's... Yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay, your videos, some of them are more or less, and, and you mentioned this earlier, how you, you turn them into a short film, not necessarily a music video, but you want to make a short film of it to tell the story. And uh, once in a life, right? Beautiful. Oh, what a song, man. Um, uh, let's see the, the lines. These eyes are yellow and blue for the moon. We've hunting for days. We've been hiding from ghosts. Uh, once in a life, carry once we dance. Talk about the good old times. We've been hungry for ashes, killing for souls. Uh, but then there was the line... Uh, people close your shutters son get your guns okay that kind of felt really out of place from the rest of the song uh what was that line about just and another point is because that had nothing to do with the video right the video was people out camping on the beach and just interacting with each other having fun but that line again i i usually find the the, the hidden meaning of the song nestled in the second or third verse but People close your shutters, son, get your guns. But that you're breaking in, you're, you're sneaking into a, a room or something. Anyway, go ahead. Talk about because that song, <laughs> that, that, that song and that video were, were, were great. Great stories being told there. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, the song is from our, from our last full record, My November My. And um, I guess to understand the whole story, it's important. Um, this, this record, this My November My record was kind of a concept record. You know, it was like a whole story, you know, of, of a guy, you know, of a, of, a, of a boy. We called the November boy. And the November boy, you know, had several like kind of adventures or experiences and also just, you know, mind settings or whatever what he had to go through, you know? And this whole record is way more dark and um, maybe maybe even a bit uh, depressed or whatever, you know, has, has this kind of um, songs on it. And this song, this Once in a Life song is actually the moment, you know, where the November boys 
explodes into his well the, the story of the november boy maybe that is an important point you know it doesn't go end well you know it, it it's a, it's actually a sad story you know and in the end he dies okay. uh, he committed suicide and this is kind of a, the song is kind of a um the the, 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 the uh, it's, it's kind of a dream you know he's he's before his his kind of exodus you know it's it's kind of he's in a dream you know and so the song is like a story you know i i don't interpret interpret it of course for you but it's kind of a dream scenery he's in you know and he's walking through his dream you know so we everything should be like totally spheric you know and totally with a lot of reverb stuff and and in, in in the back of the song you know you have this kind of a bit like this post-rock thingy where it's a bit you know a bit heavier everything and um also this line of course it should it should break everything you know because the verses and also the it first did, yeah. two choruses you know are really like 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 floating and and, and beautiful you know and and like dreamy you know and exactly here, we needed. We, we felt we needed to 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 make make like a like a like a hard cut in it, you know. No, but you the, the, definitely the, the, the did with that line, yes. And um, we also, of course, have this musically. You know, there's this this tiny interview interlude. You know, after after the first refer with this um, overdriven um, drums and, and electric guitars and so on. So we needed, we felt we needed in this scenery, we needed this moments where everyone is like, oh my goodness, what, what's happening here, you know? And this line is definitely, um, you know, the one, one of, the, one of the, the points here in the song. Okay. And because and the, the, the video was telling a, a very different story of, just a, a girl who realizes, wow, I'm going to sneak out and go and be with this guy who's pretty darn wonderful while everybody yeah. else is hanging out and having barbecue. You know, it was wonder. I mean, I'm like, wow, both <laughs> were, were great. I mean, you told the great story. You know, he's sitting on the beach and she sneaks out and they're going and hanging. I was like, wow, these guys really put a lot into into yeah. their, their their storytelling uh and like you said you you do leave it open for interpretation um let's see uh lip sync to love songs mm, yeah oh such a fun one okay the, the let's see the, the 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 terrible parts of my heart wishing for good luck or a look-alike i just again that was one <laughs> of those cocteau twins feel like does that really make sense? Does it matter? No, but those words are really cool together. Um, <laughs> but lip sync to love song. Let's, uh, let, let's see. Who knows? Forever is always. Give, give, give me a little bit about that. Because the, the new EP is great. But like you said, the whole thing, get, the, the, the new EP is a very different, dreamy, happy, uppity vibe compared to your first two records. But let's, let's get on to lip sync to love songs. Uh, Lips and Love songs is also, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, you know, it's like, it's also telling the story about a person, you know, who, who, who feels like, feels back, you know, in these moments. I guess a lot of people know these moments when you are, whatever, in the middle of the night, you're walking around, you know, the sidewalk, you're maybe drunk or whatever, you know, and you know, in these moments, you feel totally different than in other moments of your life, maybe, you know, but in this, this moment, you, you're 
100% sure that this is the reality. You know, this is what it's all about, you know. And yeah, and then I guess the, the line, as you said, you know, we party and we lip sync to love songs, you know. It's, it's, it's like exactly this moment when, you, when, you, when you're floating around, you know. Yeah, just, uh, I mean... The the way that you you mixed all this in there because you you threw the the Elvish cover in, yeah, and it, to sound nothing like Elvis, which I was like, all right, that was well done, well done. Um, just because, like, again, I'll, I'll say this: everybody will do an Elvis cover, everybody, whatever. Do you want to sound like the original, or do you just think, hey, those were cool words? I'm going to make it my own way, right? And that you definitely took that one in this. Like I don't think Elvis could have handled putting that one out. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> um, but uh, that one was was great. But that was a dark shoegazing. Uh, how does that play into this vibe as well? Obviously, it was a, it was a song that was already written, but it, it covered a feeling or an experience in this in this in the making of this record. Uh, why did you pick that song? Um, yeah, it was it was actually by accident. You know when we we were in this whole pandemic situation and actually we wanted to, yeah, to record a full LP, you know, a, a full new album, you know, but we kind of felt, well, it, it doesn't really work out. You know, we need to make a whole record, you know, we have no idea if we, if we can, can go on tour and stuff like this, you know, and then we felt, okay, we, we have these songs for the record, you know, I guess, Hopefully we will record it this summer, you know, that's at least a plan. But then we, we leave them behind and we said, no, we, we, we need, we want to do something else. You know, let's do a tiny, you know, like funny EP, you know, with, with, with these kind of bizarre stories. And let's do something what we wouldn't do on a record, on a full LP, you know. And of course, you know, include cover songs is exactly like this. You know, we wouldn't include cover songs um, on on an LP, but we play always on, on on concerts like one or sometimes two cover songs. And this this song, this Elvis cover, you know, we really love to 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 uh, you know to 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 find own versions of those classical songs. You know, sometimes also we do a Velvet Underground cover, by the way, or a Beatles cover, or oh, whatever. Which you know? Velvet? Which Velvet? At the moment, it's After Hours. Okay. So, I mean, because I, I just imagine Susie singing, because everybody knows she's a femme fatale, you know. Be, that would be also great. Yeah, we That would be great. Or to hear her singing for all tomorrow's parties, you know. I'm, I'm not saying what you should do, but, you know, it's, I mean, because she could seriously probably knock some Nico out of the park, man. You know. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I think so. And... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and and then exactly, I guess it was one moment, you know, we were just sitting around and I, I played this this Elvis song and I actually had no idea about the chords and everything, you know. And actually I also, you know, I, I used the wrong pattern, you know. I actually I guess it's a it's a three-third pattern, you know, but I played it in a four-fourth pattern, you know. And I absolutely didn't notice that, you know, and the both of us didn't notice that, but when we recorded the thing. Oh well, it's actually it's actually something strange with the thing. But that was the moment we thought, ah, okay, then maybe it's good. Maybe it's interesting. Let's try it around. And then you know this whole arrangement, you know, it you know it immediately came. And then we thought, okay, that might be a nice one for for the whole EP thing. Yeah. Oh no, I get that. Like I, I've had dreams where I've had entire songs sang completely differently, 
in, in yeah. like, <laughs> like sure. I'm hearing a, I'm hearing one song sang on a different meter, different, but I'm like, well, is it even the same song? Well, the lyrics were the same, you know, sort of, but it was sang like this instead. And yeah, so no, it's it's awesome, but you, so it sounds like I mean I could and I I could get that because I've I've had that happen with certain like a Duran Duran song here and stuff. So you know that that works, man. Um, so your song "Home Is Where the Heart Hurts." Uh that sounded like that was like a Monsters and Men kind of song. You know, I really okay. yeah, that sure. was cool. I love Monsters and Men. Of Monsters and Men. Uh those were some crazy lyrics, but then again, just back to previous themes, I'm going to think, let's see, you were saying, uh, hello, Mr. Jackson scare. I, I guess where I am one, one for the monsters, one for the chimes, uh, here's alone for the November boy. Now I get the November boys. Don't want to call you pain. All, all a life's in vain. One for the bastards fallen uh in hopes and dreams i guess where i am right this is definitely it this is the november boy who is wondering where he is right like yeah, he's kinda, he's steeped yeah, in a kinda. weird like kind of I don't, I don't know like now that you've explained that i'm kind of piecing these things together but home is where the heart hurts talk about that because I, I don't know if you know the band The Violent Femmes, but now that you've explained what November Boy is, and now I'm going through this, I have a Violent Femmes song going, oh, yep, got it. That's where we are, but go ahead. Yeah, okay, great. Um, yeah, that was one of the, I guess, one of the, the, the most important songs of this last record, of this My November My record, you know, is in the middle of the record, I guess it was the, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the first single also. And... Um, it was also included in a in a in a movie in a in a German independent movie, you know. Um, but the song, of course, obviously was was already written. Wow. And okay, what was the movie it was in? Um, the movie is called About a Girl. Okay, to be yeah, honest, I, saw I have that. no idea. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Never saw the movie. Really? So. Oh, I, I, yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. in the notes that it was in that song. Uh, the, the, yeah, that you would. It said you had a song in about a girl, but I didn't know that it was that song. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It was just a coming of age movie, but it was a really nice one. But I have no idea if it's. I'm pretty sure you know, but maybe you can check Netflix. I guess in the German Netflix, it's still included. Maybe it's also in the U.S. Netflix. You know, sometimes with subtitles or whatever, <laughs> and. Yeah, the song uh, was 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 definitely a really um, you know important piece of the whole record, and also one of the first songs we've written for this record. You know, and um, also the lyrics. You know, were before the music. You know, that was one of the pieces. You know, we wrote the whole lyrics. You know, it was like a like a story, like a say or whatever. And we cut down a lot of stuff. You know, you know, we cut down a lot of lines and whatever. You know, and this song is exactly it's 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 about the November boy. You know, the November boy is a really uh, difficult person, I guess. It's a little he's a bit arrogant. He's a bit a bit bitter and bittersweet in his whole life. He's also kind of naive, but I guess he's not a really he's not a really nice person, maybe. You know, and also in this song, you know, he's he's accusing like he's accusing the world. You know, what what's going wrong in this world? What's going wrong in in, in his own life? You know. And, um, you know, and this is also what he talks about in this in the song. 
I'm going to really enjoy going through the album again then, now that I'm getting this background story to the guy. And <laughs> yeah, you'll find a lot of references. <laughs> okay, no, this is, this is, oh, no, I like to, to, and that's why I do what I do. I listen to the music, I ask the questions, I go, what is this about? What was he thinking or whatever? And then I get to go back and listen to it and, and see, did I get it or did I totally miss it? Um, yeah, great, great. Well, no, but, I, but by I, the way, yeah, you 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 did mention Bell and Sebastian, right, in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In this song, "Home Is With a Heart," there's also a reference to Bell and Sebastian. Maybe you find it. Okay. Well, I okay. I, and then tell me. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I, I I did one last week where I, I two weeks ago where I interviewed a band that I was like, okay, I'm getting this and I'm getting this and I'm getting this and this is like because of these words, man. I totally feel this. Because through Mike, and he was like, actually, this is about this over here, completely different. But man, <laughs> he said, but man, that was the coolest interpretation of my song I'd ever heard, man. Like, he said, and, and, and I could, he said, now that you explained it, that that was, you know, I could see where you felt that because of those words. But I meant this over here, you know, but wow, that was cool. You know, and that's how I do. I I'm always connect, you know, ADHD. I'm always finding, you know, where everything is out there. So, um, I'm going to tell you, this was a weird experience for me listening to this song, this last one here, I'm going to mention because I've listened to this song a thousand times, probably more than that. Because it's probably my second favorite song on that record. Okay. Agree. Okay. And I've listened to it a thousand plus times in my life. I got this when I was 12 was the Ziggy Stardust record. Okay. Absolutely. Totally. And I was talking to one guy last week about another musician. And he wrote a song very similar to the idea of the yeah, well, we're we're never going to be smart enough to deal with extraterrestrial beings because we're all just shitheads as human beings, right? That was his song. Okay. And and we were laughing that that was what the Bowie song was about. But listening to your version, it's the way that she sang it, the way that Susie sang it, or I'll just call her the new Nico. Call me an asshole. I'll call her the new Nico. <laughs> um, when she said, when she talked about being over the radio and all of that, I I had a totally different understanding of this song and it, it, I, a new interpretation of it was that, I, and I never heard it before. But there's the 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 musician, the rock star is the star man, and he's separated from us, and the only way he can communicate to us is over the radio through his records, through his music, right? Let the children use it, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it's like. Maybe Bowie was talking about that of being the rock star who is so out there that he can't relate to his fans anymore, or he can't that yeah. that they will never be able to really, you know, be on the same level or understand each other that way. And so we're making the rock star into that. And I never imagined the song to mean it that way until listening to Susie sing it. And I'm like, holy shit, maybe that was, you know. <laughs> Because like Ziggy was is my favorite Bowie record, and amazing, and I was like, well, damn, like, so why did you choose Starman? And I know probably you were maybe she wasn't or you weren't trying to 
hey, I'm giving you a totally new spin on what the story of this song might mean. But that would have happened to me. It was so cool listening to that verse. Like just the way she Amazing. sang it, those those phrases stood out to tell a very different story, even though the words are the same and they have been for 50 plus years, you know. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, well, first of all, Susie is a huge Bowie fan. Well, I see you too, right? You are also a huge Bowie fan, yes. I guess. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, she, she's a huge uh, Bowie fan. I, I guess she grew up also with 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 uh, Bill Records and, exact, uh, and and especially, of course, also with the Siggy Dars, uh, Siggy the Stardust record. And um, so it was always the plan for us, you know, to do a Bowie cover, you know. And I guess we we tried also well, maybe one or two other songs, you know, but it, you know it didn't really fit, you know. And then you know Susie sent me also in this whole pandemic situation sent me a demo, you know, just with 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 a small synthesizers and with this arpeggio thingies, you know, and the and the refrain. And that was actually the moment I thought, well, that's that's perfect, you know. Let let's do this for this EP and this whole story, you know, this whole story um, of the Star Man fits also perfectly you know in in an hour small ep you know in our stories about these people you know and of course it's it's great when you it's a really interesting interpretation and i totally understand this you know like like what you what you explained this this um this uh, difference between this, this rock star thingy you know and his audience you know i have to think about this it's amazing i love it um, but that was actually, um, for us, the moment where we immediately say, or I actually said this, you know, Susie was always, ah, oh, I don't know, you know, can we, can we, can we, can we, can we do a cover of Bowie, you know, is it, is it allowed to do this, you know, and can, can we do our own version of it, and was totally, you know, 100% sure, you know, it, it, it's amazing, you know, and let's do this, and it, you know, the whole story that the sound aesthetic what comes into our minds, you know, totally fit into the static of the Beach Baby Baby EP. So that was it, you know, and it's amazing that you that you like it. That's that's really great. Oh, yeah, it, it's again. She will be glad to hear that. <laughs> well, because for me, OK, the, the Holy Trinity, right? Lou Reed, David Bowie and Iggy Pop, right? We all know that those guys are the are the, the, the sacred men of rock and roll, right? They're the sacred. Totally. You know, and so I like if you can't love Lou, if you don't love Iggy, you know, you can't love Iggy if you don't love Bowie. Right. Because they're all <laughs> they're all just like they're, they're all three in one, you know. And yeah, sure. so uh, hearing that just stand out like that, I would it really did. It, it, it retold the story for me. And That's I'm amazing. like, I'm the dude who's listening to the, you know rock and roll suicide and all that's just such i mean ziggy stardust is that one record that every time you listen to it it means something new you know yeah. uh five years you know i mean i i can't that that's see i i all right here, here's here's my backstory with bowie i heard the song let's dance and i thought it was really crap in 1983 mm -hmm. and then i yeah. liked modern love a little bit and then uh I, I, I heard a couple of the earlier songs and I liked those more. And then, yeah. I, but, but all the punks that I would, when, when I was 12 years old and I started hanging out with all the punks and they're all, Oh yeah, Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. And I'm like, what's so great about Bowie? Because he did that really shitty let's dance song. And everyone's like, Ziggy man, <laughs> <laughs> Just go get Ziggy. 
And then I went and I I, I bought the Ziggy tape and I, I was like, okay, this is so different. And and that that totally. that began Absolutely. my universe of of this whole, you know. And and so to hear this song, and that was what in 1987 when I bought the Ziggy Stardust tape, and now here it, to have it revitalized like that. It's not like it's ever not been an important record in my life, but even now hearing this going, wow, you guys got something special, you know, in the way that you did that. So um, next, come on, man, get up there and sing for all tomorrow's parties. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's great. That's really great to hear. So let's see um, tours and festivals. What do you guys got lined up for that? Yeah, well, we have a tour, a, a, a large tour in, in Germany, or also, I guess, in Switzerland and Austria, and you know, in the German-speaking countries and in Europe at the end of the year, and also in the beginning of the new year. We play a couple of festivals also in the summer, but not that much because it's actually the plan to record a new record, and to, to record the full album. You know, we have more or less written, maybe not completely, but a lot of the songs which should appear okay. on the record. and. Who are you yeah. touring with? Who who who's your who are you playing with? Or is it just you guys and you're just playing small? It's, it's just us. It's just us. Yeah. And okay. Normal normal tour exactly, and um, yeah. No, you're, so. you're not playing like Aladdin and Bremen or any of those, right? Like, or or, or, well, or the Matala or. Of course, we we already played in Bremen. I guess the last time, I guess this year or, or last year, we we, we 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 toured Bremen. But I don't know the Aladdin to be honest. The Aladdin it was when I was there. Again, that was in '94. Yeah. Uh, what, so 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 what maybe was the there big is no one Aladdin there in anymore? Hanover that I lived right next to? Um. Anyway, at the Ema Centrum there in Hanover. Uh, that was so okay. Well, so shoot, all the German fans. Uh, who've been listening to this episode and trying to decipher all the English, check this out, man. Cause you're so Nick Definitely. and June are going to be on tour. This is later this year, all through Germany and in, in, in Österreich. So wh- Österreich, where are you playing exactly. in Österreich? Yeah. Where, where are you playing? Vienna, Wien, Klagenfurt, Salzburg. Yeah, I guess it's Salzburg and Vienna. Yeah. I guess Vienna is, is we we definitely have a date in a, in a theater, but I can't remember the location to be honest. And I guess Salzburg, yeah. Okay. And what festivals? Festivals. I guess we have three of them. One in our home hometown in Nuremberg. Okay. Called Barnetreffen. Maybe okay. you know that's one of one of one of big festival. And then I guess one one in Bremen. We talked about Bremen. Like yeah, I yeah. guess it's one festival in Bremen, but I also can't remember the name to be honest. Okay. Well, well, everybody looks those up. So, man, it's it's cool to like you see. Like, I I speak German all the time to people, but this is the hard because I'm like I would normally would just go to speak in German to you, but well, this would be really, so. Uh, so for all the Deutsche fans, die zuhören, ich hoffe, dass ihr habt das meisten verstanden. Und for all the English folk, uh, be impressed with Nick's English because. Uh, He's pretty good. Next small werden wir das alles auf Deutsch machen. Yeah, for Deutschland, okay? Of course, yeah, we can do this. Of yeah, course. okay, yeah. <laughs> Und, aber nächstes Mal werden wir auch Susi dabei haben, okay? Definitely, definitely. Okay, tall. All right, so what song do you want me to play us out with? What song should you play? Um, well, I would suggest you play... I'm opening with... Uh, I'm going to be opening with anything but time. So, 
Okay, and then maybe you close with Hugh Grant and his comments. Okay, then. All right, everybody. So uh, this is Nick from Nick and June, and the album, well, the EP, uh, Beach Baby Baby, is out on the 12th. So that's the day after tomorrow. And uh, so it should be out there everywhere. Go check it out. It's got a very, very good Bowie cover on it. And uh, the rest of the stuff is just fantastic. And uh, so, Nick, thank you so much for your time. And uh, everybody else, uh, take care, be good to each other, and let music do awesome in your lives. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much, Nick, for your time and your insights, and even in English. Um, special thanks to Barry Anders of Shriekback for letting us use the theme and title of Sticky Jazz. And um, everybody else, let's just uh, let's do Hugh Grant and his Consequence by Nick and June. And uh, have a good somber week, everyone. Can you remember when we had a secret party in my cage? This is not a doll's advice. Give me your worst fake name. This is water. This is peace. Meet me in my kitchen brain. We are not a nuance portray. Just a sketch for holidays. My mental health a campaign of an Documentary, but I don't need an umbrella to know where the rain is coming from. This time we break promises, this time we spend.